Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Jim, you're into the autoerotic asphyxiation. What's it nope, called? No, that's not it. Uh, ASMR. Where you fall asleep. What's it, what's it stand for? It stands for... It's to help you fall asleep. At autonomous night. Sensory Meridian Response. That's what I was trying it's, to it's, say. It's a soothing tone of voice that triggers something in, in certain humans that makes them very relaxed. Yeah, and you'll listen to... You'll put on these YouTube videos to help you fall asleep at night. It's people talking like this. Yeah. Or like You're getting very pens. sleepy. Yeah. Just random noises. Well, Matthew McConaughey is getting into that business. He's got a new gig. Since December, he's been reading bedtime stories hmm. on a new app called Calm. You may want to download this app. Here's a little sample of what you can expect if you fall asleep with Matthew McConaughey on the Calm app. Well, hello there. I'm Matthew McConaughey, and tonight I'll be reading a special sleep story called Wonder. Before we begin, as you settle in under the covers with your head easing into the pillow and your body sinking into the mattress, I'd like you to let your mind drift with me for just a minute. Let's ask the question, how often do we ponder the depth of the present moment, the one we're in? I mean, how often do we really feel what's happening within and around us? Allowing ourselves to be moved, to be inspired, to be filled with gratitude for the mystery and the beauty of this universe and of this life. It is pretty relaxing stuff, man. Right? Totally. Well, you know what's weird? That's that's the beginning of one of these uh, Matthew McConaughey Calm App Sessions. If you fall asleep and you, the thing keeps running, it can get a little weird later on. For example, listen to this one. Hey there, sleepyhead. You gonna fall asleep? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Relax, relax as my velvety voice penetrates your ear holes. Let's ponder some of the cosmic mysteries that surround us every day. If money is the root of all evil, why do they keep asking for it at church? If it's only 2% milk, what's the other 98%? If two vegans are arguing, is it still called beef? Some heavy stuff. You know, maybe this isn't helping here. Fall asleep, let's count my Oscars instead. Okay, here we go. One. Okay, only got one Oscar. But it's pretty shiny. Okay, okay, might be a little might be a little atmospheric music, some relaxing tones will be your little siren song asleep. Day oh it's a day, it's a day. No? Hmm. I think that indica is hitting me. I think it's time for us to both hit the Makana. Hey, <laughs> close your eyes and you'll sleep all night, all night, all night. <laughs> and sticking with the theme of airplanes, some other crazy stuff happening around the world. Check out this uh, communication between 
an airline and the tower. This was a flight from Saudi Arabia to Malaysia. And they had just left the gate and they had to radio back to the tower. Saudi A32 from the switch. Good. Uh, sir, confirm you are returning back to the gate. Uh, confirm reason, please. I will not mind. I want passenger. She left her baby in the terminal. And she refused to continue the flight. Okay, Roger. Left her baby in the terminal. Allah, Mr. Ajadi, Jadwal. Kevin! <laughs> A lady left her baby in the airport. She was so distracted by her other children, apparently. Oh. Well, getting on this plane, she got all settled in. The plane starts taxiing for takeoff. There's reports that from some people saying the plane actually did take off, they had to circle back and land again, when this woman realized that she had left her baby at the airport. Well, look, man, I want passenger. She left her baby in the terminal, and she refused to continue the flight. Okay, Roger, left her baby in the terminal. Allah, Mr. Ajadid, Good news, though. They found the baby. Holy Everything's okay. Oh man. <laughs> There's no turning. I guess there is some turning back, but as that plane's taken off, usually and your baby's in the terminal. If it was anything else, like I forgot my my laptop or I forgot my uh, purse, they're not turning around. I guess the magic word, if you want the plane to go back to the airport for something you forgot, is my baby. Oh man! And a, a crazy, another crazy story from an airplane. This one in Canada, which seems. Very strange, Jim. Yeah, the whole story is crazy. So there's a young woman going from Toronto to Calgary. It's a four-hour flight, about three-quarters of the way through it. She feels something kind of on her back, and then she reaches back under her sweater and feels something bite her, or like what she thought was a bite. And she says to her friend, ah, something just bit me. That really, really hurt. And she's kind of freaking out about it. She's like, what just bit me? And the flight attendant comes over and is like, hey, calm down. She goes, no, something seriously just bit me. And the flight attendant goes, I think a, a gum wrapper just scraped you or something You're like that. You're imagining things. Yeah, I think it was a gum wrapper. And she's like, okay, it wasn't a gum wrapper. It was something serious. So she shakes out her sweater. And what falls out but a four-inch scorpion? Get over here. <laughs> A scorpion falls out. She was stung by a scorpion on a flight. From Toronto. It's one of those uh, those GTA scorpions. <laughs> Very common. Yeah. Like if you were flying from a desert or something, I could see a scorpion getting on a flight somehow. But from Toronto? Oh, we have a call here. Go ahead. I just want to say thanks for that show. I am headed to the airport. I'm a flight attendant and uh, listening to the show. It was pretty interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever seen a scorpion on one of your flights? No, but if we if we do something like that, we have to like uh, like fumigate the, the the aircraft if something like that happens. That's probably for the best. Yeah, I, I right? think that's a good rule. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also with the forgetting the baby, like I don't understand because on the manifest you'll have the baby. So flight attendants will have to check how many babies. We're on the flight. Right. So, like, so it like, wasn't just the mother who missed it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it must be. So thanks for the show. It's uh, funny. And, uh, yeah, I will have a good flight. I, I hope your flight is scorpion-free. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Where are you flying to? Uh, Orlando. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> scorpion City, you mean? Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure you'd trade some of the passengers for scorpions at times, though. <laughs> 
Oh, lots of the time. Yeah, there's got to be some really annoying, especially going to Orlando March break. There's got to <laughs> be some real beauties on those flights. It's going to be pretty much a daycare today, so I'll make sure I'm not going to miss a baby when I do my count. <laughs> yep, count them all. I will not mind. I want passenger. She left her baby in the terminal. She refused to continue the flight. And the big debate on Twitter yesterday was, uh, what are the best... What's the ranking of the best snacks in a Frito-Lay variety pack? Some friends were arguing about it. It went viral. Are you ready for this? Doritos, Doritos, Cheetos, barbecue, Fritos, Lays. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't hood enough. You got, you got to start. Y'all ain't, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't hood. You start right here with Doritos. Then you go to Cheeto. Any cheese product already in the hood starts it off. Right there. So two cheeses. Then Frito, out of respect to your grandmother. Fritos start. You pick Fritos when barbecue and Cool Ranch are still available. These are best. These are super basic. Nobody likes Cool Ranch. Like real, cool ranch. Hey, hey, get me hidden Cletus in the face one time. So, so in, in these, I don't know if it's the same. I've never bought in a Frito-Lay variety pack here in Canada. I don't know if it's the same selection here as it is in the States. But the options are barbecue Lay's chips, original Lay's chips, Fritos, nacho cheese Doritos, Cheetos, and Cool Ranch Doritos. Which is the which is your favorite out of the bunch there, Jim? Which would you be reaching for first? <sighs> Honestly, I'm going to get crucified for this, but I love regular classic oh, chips. You're so boring. I know. <laughs> I know. Original. I, know. I love. I love a good Lay's classic. What could I say? Get me that yellow bag. No, no ripples or ruffles or ridges or anything. I love. I'll take a wavy Lay's over classic. Uh, just plain straight lace chips, but uh, in the variety pack, yeah, I'm going for that regular chip. And then what would number two be then? Would Probably, it be the other chip? Would it be the barbecue? No, I think it'd be either Cheetos. I can only have like a couple Cheetos though, to be honest. I don't really like eating that many. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe like four or five. But Doritos, you can't. What's the red Doritos? Nacho cheese. The that's, the normal original. Yeah, I mean that's pretty solid too. I love the. Um, Sweet chili heat Dorito. Yes. Your kryptonite ties. Yeah, it is. If a bag of those are around, they're not going to last long. Well, they're not on the list here. Cool Ranch I used to like. Cool Ranch is fine. I don't know why they're trashing Cool Ranch. Uh, Well, uh, Chris Evans, Captain America himself, weighed in on this debate yesterday. Hmm. He says, number one, Cool Ranch Doritos. Number two, Cheetos. Number three, Nacho Cheese Doritos. Number four, Fritos, Barbecue Lays, and then Original Lays. Well, That's according to Captain America. This guy. He only picked the blue one first because that's his costume color. <laughs> the blue bag? Hi, FM 96. Hey, speaking of Doritos, why can't I find the dill pickle Doritos anymore? I never had the dill pickle. Were they good ones? They were good. In every store I go into, they're just gone. Were they a limited time sort of deal? I- I sure hope not. I was down in Vegas a couple uh, weeks ago, and uh, I always like exploring to see if there's, like, Dorito flavors available when I travel that aren't available at home. Taz, as a married man, your Vegas trips are getting wild. (laughs) Let's see what Doritos they have down here. (laughs) And they had, like, this Mexican hot sauce-flavored Dorito. And they were incredible. I wish I had brought like four bags back in my luggage. They were so good. I was just in Detroit and I bought the Taco Bell Sea 
Doritos. Oh, Taco Bell flavored Ooh. Doritos. That would be something. Oh, America has the best snacks. <laughs> They're good at it. What was the... Oh, I did try... I was in Florida... <laughs> On another one of my Dorito adventure <laughs> trips, I went down to uh, Florida and I tried the wasabi Doritos. Wasabi, you know, like the spicy stuff you sure. dip sushi in? Yeah. Disgusting. Oh. I would not recommend wasabi. Hmm. But the if you ever get the Mexican hot sauce Doritos available in the state of Nevada, whew, good stuff. Hi, FM 96. Hey, I want to get in on this Dorito talk. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, Taz is absolutely right. Sweet chili heat is the ultimate flavor. It's the best, uh, regional, it I, regionally, I mean, I'd say it's the best Dorito. Yeah, it's, it's got to be in that variety pack. I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, and secondly, uh, in the U.S., uh, Cool Ranch is actually called Cool American, which I think that only lends credence to the idea that Captain America really is just playing the Patriot card. Cool American. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 yesterday, he called them Cool Ranch. Uh, I think he, he, he's trying to like placate the crowd, the global scale of Twitter, but... I know what's really up. Cool American. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm going to type that in. Cool. What about the uh, new Flamin' Hot Doritos? Have you tried those? Yeah, I don't know how they're different from, like, they have, like, regular nacho, and then they have spicy nacho, and then they're trying to have this, like, other flavor. I, I don't it's, know how The, the Flamin' Hot is, like, it's like the Cheeto, Flamin' Hot Cheeto dust put on the Doritos. Apparently, they're pretty spicy. I haven't done them yet, but I'm, I'm doing the MedPoint challenge, so... I got to stay away from the Doritos. Uh, cool American isn't part of the MedPoint challenge. No, I looked it up. You know, you you are right in the fact that sometimes it's called Cool American, but only in Europe. Oh, which makes sense for Europe because they'd call something like American, American football, yeah, or French fries. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. They're not from France. So in the United States, it's still called Cool Ranch. Cool Ranch Doritos are called oh, okay. Cool American in Europe, according there to this you article. Go. Uh, well, thank you for clearing clearing that up. You're welcome. Hi, FM 96. Uh, Chip, did you ever try those uh, midnight nachos while they were around for a limited time? No. Were they Doritos? Yeah, they were amazing. What'd they taste like? Uh, they were like a sweet chili heat, but like a, um, like a taco. It, it was. They were awesome. They're, like My go-to is the jalapeno cheddar. But uh, when those midnight uh, nachos were around, that was the bag. I was the jalapeno is the it's the green bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I, I I'm a black it. bag, sweet chili heat. Yeah, I'm a green jalapeno baby. You can hmm. tell a lot about a person by their choice of Doritos. I find. <laughs> Like old plain chip Jim Kelly. <laughs> I don't trust that guy. Have you, have you, seen, have you seen those flaming? They were they just came out. They're flaming, flaming something. hot. Yeah. Have you tried them? Last guy oh, hadn't I, tried them. They're good, man. But it all it's like it depends on the chip. One chip, you're all right. The next chip, all of a sudden, you're you're melting. It's, it's got uh, too much dust on it. You got to be careful. <laughs> the dust distribution, the Dorito dust distribution, isn't that yeah. great? Right on. Thanks, man. Hi, FM 96. Hey, Taz. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm just calling about your chip adventures mm-hmm. to give you a little suggestion. I'm from out east in uh, Newfoundland. Okay. And you know how we have, like, the uh, crunchy Cheetos here, the orange ones? Yeah, yeah, they're really, like, they're almost hard. Yeah, yeah, the hard ones. So out east, we have a nacho crunch it. It's, it's just, it's made by Cheetos. It's uh, all in the same packaging, but it's yellow, and they taste like nachos. They're absolutely amazing. 
and uh, living up here in London, I have to go to Trails End to see a woman. She has like a a secret stash in the back room. Wow, oh, she does. you got to meet her in a back alley. <laughs> she, she does. Yeah, she sells some Newfoundland stuff, so you can get a can of pineapple crush pop. That comes from out east on a bag of crunches, and you're set for the day. <laughs> well, I may have to plan our next family vacation to Newfoundland now. <laughs> it's beautiful, man. Wanna see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock. Time for sports with Devin Peacock, UFC fighter Conor McGregor. Once again in trouble with the law. Yeah, he uh, was arrested. Uh, It seems like relatively minor, but it's a continuing problem. He was arrested, uh, charged, released uh, yesterday, all after he was leaving a uh, hotel or a hotel that had a nightclub in it. And a fan came up to him. This is 5 o'clock in the morning on Monday. fan came up to him with his phone, wanted to take a picture. McGregor didn't like that. uh, Slapped the phone out of the guy's hand, (laughs) stomped on it several times, picked it up, and then left. So he's being charged with uh, robbery and misdemeanor mischief. Chance that alcohol could have been involved in that altercation. Who knows? Connor may have been getting up to go to the gym at 5 in the morning, but it's one way or the other. It's either the the people are really healthy and they're getting up to go to the gym, (laughs) or they've been up all night and they probably have had a couple of drinks or... Uh, something else, right? A <laughs> couple of nose drinks. A <laughs> couple of nose beers. <laughs> I would. I can understand how McGregor would be upset. Someone wants to take his picture. It's like it's 5 o'clock in the morning, whether you're sure. you're leaving or you're going to the gym or you're doing whatever. We don't know what this guy said to him either, right? He could have just been a total jerk. 100%. He could have been a jerk. The thing is, you're Conor McGregor. You are known around the world. You're in public, and I'm sorry that one of the annoying things about being famous and rich and known around the world is people want to take your picture sometimes maybe when you're not really wanting them to take your picture, but if you're out in public, that's that's part of the name of the game. It's better for this guy. As I said it this morning, this guy got his phone crunched by Conor McGregor. That story is way better than just getting a picture of him as he walks by. Yeah. yeah. And he may be able to, if he takes that phone to Cellular Magician, you can still, like, restore the phone and get, still get that picture so he can, like, frame that picture now with news articles about how Conor McGregor stepped on his phone. He's yeah. probably going to sue, knowing the United States. He'll sue for something. And then uh, and then he'll have some cash, too. Like, wait... If I was gonna, if I had to pick between just getting a picture and having the guy cra- step on my phone and break it, I'd take the step on the phone and break it. That's why I feel like some of these fans are a little more arrogant than they normally would be because you know they're aggressive to get a reaction on. You purpose. know, Connor can't punch you in the face, or else you really get a payout. Yeah, if he gives you that left hook, you know you're you're in Money City. So, so you just <laughs> act like a d bag, hoping that the guy's gonna lash out, and then you have cause to create a stir and maybe get a payday. Yeah, I just feel like half these people, like, you approach a, a celebrity, they're just... The people who approach you half the time, I, th- I feel, are incredibly ignorant and feel like they deserve a photo. They don't. 
They don't deserve your time. Dev and, is saying they do. No, I'm saying they can take like if you're out in pub, if you're out in public, they can take the picture. You don't have to take a picture. Like, you don't have to stop and put your arm around them. them. But if, if you're out in public, that's whole like that's the whole part about out being in public. Well, there was another altercation uh, with sports fans last night that's getting some headlines. Yeah, I mean there are jerk fans out there. There seem to be a lot of them in Utah, especially with regards to Russell Westbrook. He's had a couple run-ins with fans of the Utah Jazz. Another one happened last night. There was part of the altercation that was caught on video where uh, Westbrook was seen uh, yelling and cursing and threatening a couple who were sitting near the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder bench. What was not caught on camera, according to Russell Westbrook, and I would agree with him, uh, that this is true, that they said something to him to provoke him. He said it was racial in, in nature. And so that's why he lashed out, swore at them, and threatened them. We don't know what they said, though. We don't know what they said. The guy talked to the media afterwards, said they didn't say anything, which is a little hard to believe that Westbrook, who's in the middle of a NBA game, is going to stop and just yell at you for no reason because you're saying you're saying nothing. I don't know. So, But I'm also a little I'd – li- I'd like to know what they said it was racial in nature just because the idea of people paying hundreds of dollars to sit on the court near the team, yell something out racial when the the possibility of you just getting your face caved in is to right, me very by real. other fans. Other fans, There's all the sorts team, of races sitting in the, in the like crowd. Anyone around? Yeah. Uh, what that, are you going to say? How dumb are you? There are dumb people out there, but I'd, that's a little bit of a stretch. I'm sure they said something that was worthy of being yelled at. But I just don't know. It was as bad as maybe Westbrook is leading us to believe. I saw a uh, comedian recently talking about how much it would suck to be a racist basketball fan. <laughs> a racist <laughs> NBA fan. Oh, he scored for my team, but I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm spending all this money, but I hate it. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. It's also Lent. Something that we haven't really touched here on the show, Jim. You and I were both raised Catholic, went to the Catholic schools. We uh, uh, were going to church with our parents every Sunday. Did you partake in Lent when you were younger? I did maybe until grade eight. You know, What would you give up? I was always like chocolate or candy. Yeah, I, I would do chocolate a lot. Um, My mom would try to make me give up candy, but I'd always try to weasel out of it and say, well, I'll give up chocolate, because that way you could still eat your licorice and your uh, your sour keys, yeah. right? And chocolate's more of an adult candy, too. Like, if you're a kid, you can bypass the chocolate and go with the gummy worms. Right. The big feet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the hot lips. Sour keys. Oh, Anything you can get at the arena, basically. <laughs> Anything that you used to be able to get for five cents. Yeah. <laughs> Inflation. Jeez. <laughs> I so you're not doing Lent this year. No, I haven't done it. I haven't done it in 25 years, probably. Check out this dude. Guy in Ohio is giving everything up for Lent. Everything. Oh. Except beer. (laughs) He says he's not doing this as a joke or to get drunk. He's an army veteran who works at a craft brewing company, and he was inspired by the monks in the 1600s who only drank a certain kind of beer for Lent. He's going to drink all sorts of different beers, but he's also going to drink water. Here he is. 
I'm gonna have all styles of beer. I am. Like I said, I am nervous. I'm I'm very nervous about it. I've never, like I said, I've only fasted for, for four days. That would be their liquid bread, and that's what they call it. So the monks in Bavaria called this. They would call Doppelbach liquid bread, and basically it would sustain them through 46 days of Lent. They think I'm crazy. I'm an army veteran, so you know I was I was number one in my class in the army. Um, I, I've ran a full marathon before, 26.2 miles. I've done like you know big challenges, but this seems very daunting. Um, so I'm just curious if I can, if I'm up to the challenge, if I'm if I'm going to be able to do it or not. No way. <laughs> 46 days drinking only beer. You'll die, right? Maybe. Like I think I, there's I, a chance you might. A marathon, a very tough challenge, but thousands of people do it all the time. This beer thing. 46 days. Nothing but beer and water. And you know how they say, you know, if there's nothing in your stomach, the beer hits you way faster. Mm-hmm. Your stomach's going to be empty for 46 days. Each beer is going to hit you like a ton of bricks, right? Just think of the the gut rot this guy's going to have. Ugh. I would not want to be waiting behind him while he's in the washroom. <laughs> Just beer for four weeks straight, five weeks, whatever. He's gonna it is. have to live on the toilet. Yeah. And we just got a text message here from an FM ninety six listener named Nick. Nick says, "Hey, not to be outdone by the guy in Ohio who's drinking nothing but beer, not eating any food. He's just drinking beer for the next forty six days during Lent." Nick says, "Not to be outdone. I'm just gonna eat marijuana for the next forty six days." <laughs> uh oh. Is he just eating the like the buds and the plant, or can he have cookies and brownies? Is that wouldn't be so bad? Yeah, I think you gotta you gotta bake it into something. If you could have the gummies and the all those edibles, that'd be like you, quite the spread. You'd probably gain a lot of weight. Yeah, you would, and you wouldn't be able to stop. It'd be like a snowball rolling downhill. You just keep getting hungrier and hungrier. <laughs> Nothing. Uh, he just texted back. I'm just going to eat the plant like a salad. He's going to make a marijuana salad for each meal. Okay, good luck. <laughs> dressing, Nick, are you going to put salad dressing on it or are you just going dry? He says not a bad idea. You might put some salad <laughs> dressing on it. What are you thinking? Thousand Island Ranch? He's going with Italian. Oh, folks. interesting yeah. choice. <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Oh, these guys uh, may may think about giving up Lent for Lent <laughs> after nothing but weed or beer for 46 days. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.